Okay. So let's keep the ball rolling. We are looking at the book of Isaiah. So if you want to start from maybe beginning of Isaiah, you want to start Isaiah this, what is that word of God that has touched you that you want to share with us tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm sharing from Isaiah 53, from verses 1 and uh, from verse 1 actually. So who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Praise the Lord. If we tie that up with Luke chapter 2, verse 45, this is Mary saying, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will, will fulfill his promises to her. Amen. Praise God. As our Father and the Lord have been teaching us recently, having total um, trust and confidence in God, that's what brings the result. So this one we believe the report of the Lord, even as the word of God has said here. When we believe his message, that is when God will release his strength. That's when God will turn up and show out in our behalf. That is where God will perform his word that we are trusting him for, that we are believing him for. So the key thing here is belief. Having total confidence that this is what the word of God has said concerning this particular situation. And because God has said it, we believe it, that what happened, God will show up and give us our desired outcome. Praise God. Praise God. I want to share from the book of Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18. It says, Here am I, and the children the Lord has given me. We are signs and symbols in Israel from the Lord Almighty who dwells on Mount Zion. I think for me, the book of Isaiah just keeps on talking about what Mount Zion is. And it is the house of the Lord. But if we go back to our study in the last one month, our daily Bible reading, you will find out that there is a covenant with you and your children. If you serve God, if you put the word of God in their mind, if you write it on their heart, there is a covenant. It didn't say we are for signs. It says we are the signs and symbols. So we are the ones that people are going to see. We are the ones that people are going to understand to say who Christ is. And in this time where we are preparing for Christmas, it just keeps on coming back that we are the signs and symbols for this time. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I'm sharing from, the, from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 and 7. It says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked, let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and He will have mercy on them, and to our God for you freely pardon. Um, first and foremost, number six, verse six. Sorry, that we should continue. Is this uh, verse? This verse is, is applicable to everyone, including ourselves. That we should continually seek the Lord, because for us to for us for us to find the Lord. We should be near him, and it will be near us. We should seek him unlimitedly. We should seek him forever and ever. We should seek him. We should not be proud. We should not forsake him at all. And that the, and that the evil man should, 
this evil man are people who are yet outside his kingdom, they should turn to him because God Almighty is ready to receive and he will have mercy on all. So we should never forsake God. We should not seek him a, a bit and then go back into our cooler and then come out again. We should continually seek him because for him to be our friend, we have to seek him. For us to know him properly, we have to seek him. So may the Lord help every one of us to seek him. For, we, when, for while he may be found, we should continually seek him. So brethren, let us seek the Lord while he may be found. And let us call on him while he is near. God Almighty is always near us. He is always attentive to everything that we want. May the Lord empower and help every one of us. In Jesus' name. Isaiah 8, and I read verses 11 to 13. It says, This is what the Lord says to me with his strong hand upon me, warning me not to follow the way of these people. Do not call conspiracy everything these people call a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. Do not dread what they dread. The Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. Is the one you are to fear, is the one you are to dread. Now, this scripture actually warned Isaiah not to follow the ways of the people, and he told him exactly what he was not supposed to follow. He said, You should not call conspiracy what the people call conspiracy. In other words, whatever people are saying, don't say the same thing. And he's admonishing us Christians here that the language of the world will be different from our own language. The language of the world is fear. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Okay, so especially in these challenging times when the world is talking recession, things are getting bad, Christians should not look at the world. They should not look at what the world is saying. We should not repeat what the world is saying. We should look at what the scripture is saying. What is the Bible saying? The Bible tells us that in the days of famine, we will enjoy plenty. And also it says that they should not fear what they fear. But he said he warned Isaiah that, look, God is the one that you should fear. And God is telling us here that we, sh- we cannot have- be afraid of what the world is doing at this moment. We need to fear God. And they link it to the scripture in the book of Matthew chapter 10, verse um, 28, when he says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So it's an encouragement to us as Christians that we have God to fear. And when we fear God, we are, it's not being afraid of God, but reverential respect for God. And if we respect God, we will not do anything because it's contrary to his will. May the Lord bless us. Praise the Lord. Uh, my contribution is going to follow up from what Pastor Debbie said. But mine is in the book of Isaiah, chapter 35. And it's in verse 8. It says, And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. 
It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there. No any ravenous beast. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will work there. And those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. And everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. And when I was there today, when I was pondering over the scripture today, I just remembered like what Apostle has been talking to us about, about the hat and the shoes that the Lord has given us as we enter into the year of glory, how we will fit on our head and how we fit our feet. And the only way that for those who will enter into it are only those who keep, who keep their hands clean and keep their hearts pure and walk with whole, wholehearted devotion, which connects us to the book of First Chronicles chapter 28. Verse, verse 9, that said to Solomon that my Solomon served me with wholehearted devotion. And let me open the, that very scripture so that we could, um, I could quote it word for word. I said, uh, First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9, which says, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion. And with a winning mind, for the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. The only reason why God rejects you is we do not walk in the way of holiness in this time and in this season. And that's what I picked up from the book of Isaiah chapter 35. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, the book of Isaiah is a very good uh, um, verse or chapters we could uh, really meditate on. Um, it has been a book of a testimony for me, and I believe this particular verse or chapter is going to be a blessing to many here. Uh, Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 3. Um, it is saying, Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. I don't know what you are believing on. It could be a child for you to have. Um, so many things might be barren in your life. Believe God. Keep singing. Don't go about... This is the time linking it to other pastors have spoken. Trust in the Lord. Put your whole heart to God. Keep singing. Believe God. He says what here? He says in the book of... Um, um, Isaiah 54 verse 2, he said, Enlarge the place of your tent. You are believing God for a fruit of the womb. You have to believe that um, you, don't, you are not the only one there. Make extra room for your baby coming. I don't know what you are believing on. It could be finance. Enlarge it. 
There are ways of enlarging your cause. You know, you have to give tithes. You have to give offering. You could adopt for the more children to come to you. Believe God and he will never fail. With all your heart, he will never. This was my song when I was believing God for the fruit of the womb for five years. These songs never depart. This verse was a memory verse to me. I hold on to it. And what did God say? He said, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will depossess nations and settle in the desolate cities. This is true. And it is a testimony. Trust in the Lord. I don't know what you are believing God for, but this is a blessing to you. Do no more. This is the time to sing and praise the Lord. Praise the in our own case, it was barrenness. But uh, there are a lot of people, like we started this year, there are people that have been going off and on like a roller coaster. And it seems things are not working well for us. But coming to church is like, no matter how the Bible is preached, you still have your, I don't believe in it or something. You have doubt. But that word should encourage us in various ways. Yours might not be barrenness. Might be you are getting out of work, you are not having work, failing exams, in various ways. God wants us to enlarge our coast. What we have worked with that cannot achieve. He wants us to have faith. Like the man of God has been teaching us about faith. He wants us to have faith and increase in our faith. Believing God. Even when things are not working well for us, we just want to know that. If God is still God. Amen. So it should encourage us to enlarge your course like apostles gone back to school. If you want to attain another height in your education, in your career, you have to go back to school. Amen. And that is another way of enlarging your uh, enlarging your tent. Hallelujah. So the Lord Almighty will help us in every way. There is, there is one scripture that I want us to stem on here tonight. And that is taken from the book of Isaiah chapter 6. It has been one of the scriptures that has really encouraged me throughout this period that I'm teaching this book of Isaiah. It talks about the commissioning of Isaiah. It said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him was seraph, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. The Bible, I've heard it preached, and I've read it through uh, other uh, explanatory uh, commentary Bible, Uzziah have to die for something to happen in our lives. And people have said about this, Uzziah dying is a type of thing in our lives that dies. Pride have to die. Your careless life have to die for God to begin to manifest in our life. Uzziah have to die for, for Uzziah to be able to be commissioned. God wants to commission every one of us in our various areas of skills, of ministry, and everything. But sometimes if you allow pride, if you allow 
a type of lifestyle to keep on occupying us, then we cannot move forward. God wants to move us forward. And sometimes it might be sin that is holding us bound. Sin might hold us bound and it's like we don't want to care, but God wants to release us to do something. If this, uh, the, the lifestyle that as I was living, I have to die. Lifestyle of sin in our lives, I have to die. We have to remove all these things that are becoming barrier in our lives so that we can manifest God in various ways. It was at that time that eyes were open. God wants our eyes to be open to the things of God more now than ever before. And he said, he saw the Lord. A lot of us come to church. We just come like this today. We have come here. God is being glorified here. God wants us to see him enthroned. He wants us to see his glory. But if we come with the same nature that, mm, I just want to go to Bible study, then nothing will happen. You come to the Bible study empty, then you go back empty. But when you, have, when you believe God and look, I'm coming to Bible study and I really want to be blessed with this Bible study. God himself, even as we are studying the Bible, he will open your eyes to various things. When we read the word of God, some might see it in various ways, like we are interpreting here tonight. And some might see it in another form. So when our eyes open, God himself will manifest in a very wonderful way. He said it was at that time that Isaiah now said, Woe to me! Maybe the type of life that he has been living because he saw God in the sanctuary. Hallelujah. One of the book of the Psalms said that in the sanctuary we will see God. So when you come to church, don't only come to see friends. Don't only come to see one another seated here or something. Or maybe I want to share the Bible. I want to be part of it. No, 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 no. You want to see God. When you come to church and you see God, your lifestyle will be different. By the time you go outside, the people will look at you and say, ah, is it not uh, that you have seen? Because you have seen God himself in the sanctuary. Things will change in your life. And it was at that time that Isaiah was commissioned. God wants to commission us as we go into the new year. And what happened in that verse said, at the sound of their voices, the doorpost, because in the sanctuary, a lot of things happen. Angels are taking their position. That's why sometimes it's not good for us to be late. Amen. Because the, the, the first, as the apostle used to tell us, the first angels that have been on assignment, they would have come. They would have taken the roll call. They would have taken the roll call because before some of us are coming. Even some people finish church and they will leave before the church finishes. Another angel comes as well to send the blessing. But if you have left, maybe you miss the roll call, the first one, and then you left before the service finished, then what happened? You don't get anything in that service that day. Because the angel that you have seen, we send these angels concerning us so that we not step our foot against them. A lot of people step their foot against them because we don't walk by the, um, uh, by, by, by the precept of God. When we walk by the rules and the precepts of God, then we're able to make sure that we take care of it. So here I said, immediately Isaiah saw uh, the, what was happening, God being enthroned in the temple, he said to himself, woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips. I live among people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. God wants us to see him. When we see God, we cannot have bad, bad chat. When our eyes see God, we cannot live among sinners. When our eyes see God, our lifestyle will change. 
God will change our nature. We know how to react. We know how to talk. We don't talk carelessly anymore. We don't gossip. Because when Isaiah saw this, he said, Woe to me, I cried. I, I'm ruined, for I'm a man of unclean limbs. When we see God, God himself will teach us what to do. Isaiah was able to change. And it was in this that the Lord actually called Isaiah. He said, With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sins are torn for. I pray that tonight, because a lot of us, we go out even to evangelize, to do evangelism, and it seems the work we are doing holds no water because we have allowed sin to come into our life. We are preparing ourselves to go into the new year. May God prepare us and take away every filthy rag, every sin that is making us not to be able to move for the Lord. May God take it away. Because it was in the sanctuary that Isaiah felt God. He said he knew immediately that, look, there are things that have made me guilty before the, before the Lord. And he, he was able to take his right stand. He said, he uh, um, touched my mouth and said, see, this has, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. And your sins are atoned for. May our sins be atoned for in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says we cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. People want to sin and they want to see, see the grace of God manifest upon their life. It doesn't work like that. May God help us and help us to take it away in Jesus' name. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? We want to hear God speak to us. The boy Samuel had God in the sanctuary. We must not come to church and don't hear God. You must, as I'm talking to you, you must hear the voice of God. Amen. It's not judging God. You know, I sat down recently and I, was, and I was thinking, many are just going to church. Many don't know what it is to have fellowship with God. Many don't know what it is to hear God. Like I'm talking to you like this, God will talk to you. That is the reason why we are studying the Bible. I really want this church because, you know, most of the time the man of God will be on the pulpit and say, God is just say something to me. How many of you love that? We want to hear God speak to us. You know, when Samuel had God, Samuel thought it was the man of God. When I had the experience of hearing God, like I'm talking to you, I thought it was the man of God myself. But something came to me and I said, wow. When Samuel had God, he thought it was Eli. So and I went back quickly and I knelt and said, God, if this is you, I want you to confirm it within the next 20 or 15 minutes. God actually confirmed it. Because I had 14th August. That was that year, 1992. 14th August. 14th August. And I was like, who is talking to me? I'm only there with my little, my son then. And I started running up and down in the house because uh, the man of God in the house, we do uh, hide and seek with us. Run to the, under the stairs and everything, and we are hiding. And so I said, where are you? Then I was running up and down in the house. Who can come and tell me this 14th August? Look through the window. There was no car parked there. And I would look everywhere. Look under the cupboard where I used to do the yard. And see, go to the kitchen, the back of the door. Nothing. So I sat down. And I had it again, 14th August. So now I knew it was God. Because it sounded like the man of God. Then I phoned the office. I used to be in there. I phoned the office. I said, ah, is Apostle there? They said, yes, he's in the office here. Yeah. So he's not the man of God. Then is God coming to talk to me? 
so that I heard it like the voice of the man of God. Then I went, I knelt down. And that's the reason why we must familiarize ourselves with the word of God. Some, there is a knowing that came when I heard the voice. There is a knowing. And what was that knowing? I said, who heard? Because if I'm not familiar with the word of God, I will not have a clue. Then I immediately, there's a knowing that came and I knew it was Samuel. I heard the word of God and he went to Eli, thinking it was Eli. Then I immediately went. What did Samuel do? Samuel went and said, Eli told Samuel to say, when you hear that voice again, say, Lord, speak for thy servant. You understand? And that knowing came to me that now I have to tell God, speak, because I'm listening. And then when I keep on hearing 14th August, then after that, and I prayed. And I said, Lord, I believe it's you. I just want a confirmation. Within the next five or ten minutes, somebody came, just phoning. And in, in the real sense, they won't phone me. They phoned the man of God. Yes? Because I'm in the ministry, but it's like the man of God is the main, you know, and everybody looks to the man of God. I wouldn't even, they wouldn't even phone me for such a thing. You know, that's why I use that to encourage a lot of pastors' wives today. So if we say, ah, hey, is their father that they go to? No, no, no. They believe so much in that man because the man is moving them. You can't sit down and then not doing nothing and you understand? They won't come to you. But I know that was, God really want me to be more exposed now. Amen. And it's like, then I said, God speak for that seventh day. Then the lady phoned and said to me, he said, uh, Mom, I just want to discuss this. I said, no, no. Look at me. I was still making reference to the man of God. I said, the man of God is not here. That kind of thing doesn't come to me. It goes to the man of God. You know, I'm talking about commissioning. God wants to commission every one of us. Don't look at it as if it's only Mr. A or Mr. B or Mrs. B or Mrs. C that God is going to use now. Oh, no, no, wait. Let me go and get ask from apostle. No. Something is about to happen. Amen. I want us to be very mindful of this thing that's about to happen. People will come to you to ask, what next? You can't tell them to wait because you want to go to apostle. That's why you have to familiarize yourself with the word of God. As I said, when every the, the barrier of sin was taken away from his life, his tongue was changed. It was time to commission. So when this happened to me, I knew that because the little, I said, no. The man of God is in the office. He said, no, it is you that I want to talk to. The God actually said that I should talk to you. You will give me the answer. Then immediately, I came back to my senses. I said, what is it? Then she said to me, oh, we are planning a, a wedding in, in August next year. And we are thinking, no, it was 1991 because they were there in 1992. And we are thinking whether we should take 14th August or 28th August. And she said again, it is you. God said, because I wanted to find, know that the man of God is not at home because I'm the only one nursing baby in the house. He said, but God wants you to give me the answer. Has God prepared me for this answer? Yes. So I want every one of us to be ready. God is commissioning us. Amen. Be ready in the things of God, in reading the Bible, in coming to church. Don't, don't think it that you are wasting your time by coming to Bible study. It's not time wasting. Don't think it that you are wasting your time by coming to prayer meeting every day. That is how we develop. Amen. I know people in this church that are now 
heavyweight champion in leading prayers, in doing a lot of things, because they have joined the, 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 the people to pray. They have, because in, in your home, make sure as parents, as family, because God is about to do something with our young ones as well. Don't just look at them and only give them computer or a, a, a telephone to be playing with. They need to know the word of God because as God is using the adult, he's also using children. So let's get involved in the things of God and it will be well with us. And this is how, when she now said, I don't need, any, I don't need to ask anybody. I said, then God has just visited me. I was able to speak it, you know. Then God has just visited me. God, I think it's 14th August. I don't need to go to any man of God to ask again. Because God came to speak to me. God wants to use every one of us. He wants us, he wants us to get ourselves ready. Now, he said, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, We will hear God's voice. Because that keeps coming to me. Each time I'm, I'm not only thinking of myself, I said, God, this church is a going church. It's a what church? It's a strong church. It's a prayerful church. How can we meet up with the man of God that God has placed over us? Apostle is trying his hardest and he's taking us through scripture. You see this? I'm here to encourage us tonight. This scripture that we read morning and evening, you must make sure that you don't take it for granted. I shied away from it for a while. You know, I'm tired, I'm sleepy. But when the man of God starts to read, I cut off again. Because I know that if it's happened to me, it can happen to some of us. You understand what I'm saying? Not that I don't want to read. You know what the devil will come and distract you with other things. Not that I'm, I'm playing, but I think maybe I've not read some things that I'm going to teach in the Bible study. So let me go to that. No, 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 no. Immediately I discovered that. I said, sometimes it will bring your work to you. Maybe you work from home or something like that. If you have not finished this, my work, apostle will understand. No, it's God that you want to understand. And if you are careless about the things of God, God will not show up when you need him. So let's use this scripture as well to really encourage ourselves again. Because sometimes sin will always be a barrier. The reason why we cannot go for the Lord when God is commissioning us to do something is because of sin. And then we will carry our sin on our head. Uh, God will not hear me. I don't think I'm the right person. I don't think I'm the one that God can use. God can't use people like me. I'm not ready for it yet. No, we must be ready. I think this is a, a wake-up call that we must be ready. Because God is sending us. If you look at that verse 8, that then I heard the voice of the Lord. May God give us ear to hear him. You know, how do we hear the voice of God? Through reading of the word of God, you will hear God. And when you, are, when, you are, when you are used to reading the word of God, God himself will be interested in you because you are interested in his word. God himself will be interested in you to be showing you vision, to be using you, to be sending you. Aaron, you know, like you are praying. God will be just in the midst of many because of the seriousness. You know, it has to, when, you are, when you are raising, like, okay, you are... You are uh, a director or a manager in the office. Which one would you like to be connecting with all the time? He's the one that listens to you. That's the one you want to show the secret thing. That's the one. That, it's, it's not that you're partial. Because when you call the other one, the other one is not. No, 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 no. I don't think I'm ready for that yet. But the other one will come near you too. You know, then you want to show the secret thing to that serious one. So that is the same with God. 
Sometimes it seems as if uh, those of you that have a lot of children, it seems you love one child more than the other. Why is that? It's because the other one that comes close and is listening all the time. That's the, not that you hate the other ones. You don't hate them. But because there is one that is always coming close and uh, is always sharing the word, and is, but the other one is always far away, not doing nothing when you call, don't do this for me. I'm coming, I have to read my book or something. That's how some of us are to God. So God is interested in people that are interested in him. Amen. And people that, that you know, like for, for God to give Isaiah that, you know, for Isaiah to know that uh, he's a man of unclean lips. He says here, with it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt has been taken away and your sins atoned for. For this reason, Jesus died for us on the cross of Calvary. Our sins have been atoned for. Is there any guilt that is making you not to go for the Lord? Because sometimes guilt will make you not to go. And he's like, no, I don't think, uh, I don't think God loves me like that. I don't think I can. I don't think, no, no, no. There's a call of God upon your life. There's a call of God upon my life. It's the grace of God that is making me to sit down here. There's a call of God. Up. If I'm not here tonight, you will not be surprised that somebody will do this work. God is preparing everybody so that we'll be able to, to work for him. So he said, then I heard the voice. May we hear God's voice. I'm repeating that because that's one of the things that touched me. He heard. He heard. He takes people that listen. He takes people that read the word of God to hear God. We cannot play church and hear God. And I encourage us in that as well. So sin is the only thing that will make us to be far away from God. Uh, and uh, a guilt will also make us to be far away from the Lord. But God himself touched Isaiah's lips and uh, removed the guilt. And his guilt was taken away and his sins was atoned for. So our sins have been atoned for. I love that when somebody shared the book of Isaiah 53. For this reason, he went to the cross of Calvary and he died for our sin. Say, be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the heart of these people uh, 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 callous. Make their ears dull and uh, close their, uh, their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and turn and be healed. Then I said, For how long, Lord? And he answered, Until the city lie ruined, and without inhabitant, with houses, and all the rest of that. But what I'm picking out from this is that we must hear God's voice. Amen? We must hear God's voice. But the only thing that will not make us to hear God's voice is our sin. So we will not continue to sin and expect grace to abound. And that takes me to the book of Isaiah chapter 1 as well. Because sin is the only thing that can cause barrier for us not to, not to hear God and be commissioned by God. And in that, uh, as that chapter 1, verse, uh, when you read the verse 1, it talks about how the children of Israel were rebellious and they were doing wrong, wrong things against him. And he mentioned to them in one of the scriptures, which is one of my favorite scriptures as we teach the book of Isaiah. He said, I reared children. And they did what? I reared children. They did what? They rebelled against me. And he said, because they rebelled against me, what will happen to them? Verse 5. He said, boil 
will cause boil to come from their head to their toe. May that not be a portion. God still punishes today. God is trying his best to make sure that we have the best of the best. But if we continue to sin against him, we will not forgive us for that. He said, why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured. Your whole heart afflicted. That is the consequence of sin. From the sole of your foot, I want you to underline it because I keep mentioning this so that we know what sin can be. From the top of your head, there is no soundness. Only wounds and welts and open sores, not cleansed or bandaged or soothed with olive oil. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. With this in mind, he now went to that same Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. God brought himself so low with us. And he said, come, let us reason together. And I believe if anyone is, is found wanting tonight, God is appealing to us so that we can come to him and reason together. And in that verse 18, he said, come now, let us settle the matter, matter says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be what? As white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like what? Like wool. So that, that should give us confidence to be able to go for the Lord. Maybe you have been thinking, I'm not worthy. I have seen. I've done this. And you are making your, this devil is making you guilty. That uh, I'm just going to Bible study. My heart is not there. And I don't understand. I know, you, know, you just keep on finding fault. But God has brought you to himself, to, 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 to his level. And say, come, let us reason together. So if you reason with God, then you'll be able to send you. If you reason with God, then you'll be able to hear him. If you reason with God, you'll be able to do great and mighty things in our lives. So let that, let's have it uh, uh, as sure as that. And that scripture that touched my heart, talking about the mountain of the Lord in that verse 2. That is the mountain of God, that is the church of God. And I know the church of God like this church, Christ, faith, tabernacle, amen. The reason why God has brought us into this place is because he wants to reveal us so that he can commission, commission us for the great work that he's doing. And as God is revealing the word of God, among many other religions or many other, other, other words that people are using, as God is revealing it, he wants to use you so that he can manifest him in various ways. Said the mountain of the Lord, which is the church of God. Amen. Before that, he said, This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And I said to you, when I touched in that place, Judah here represents praise. And Jerusalem there represents peace. So, what are the things that we find in the house of God? Praise and what? And peace. In the house of God, there is praise, there is peace. There shouldn't be fighting. In the house of God, when there is praise, when there is peace, then we can hear God. And that is the time that we can be revealed. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountain. Of all this mountain, it's only the mountain of the Lord that will be established. It's only people that are in God that will be established. 
He's only people that, that, that are radiated with the peace of God. He's only people that are radiated with the praise of God that shall be established. He's only those people that shall be exposed, even in the household of faith. You know, the man of God is teaching us about the household of faith. There are different people in the household of faith. He's only people that are full of the peace of God that shall be commissioned. He's only people that are full of the praise of God that can be commissioned. He says the mountain of the Lord will be, will be established. It's only people that are full of God that will reflect him. The man of God has said to us that we are going into the uh, year of God's glory. He's going to use us to reflect his glory like never before. But guess those that the Lord is going to use. It's only those, uh, 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 those that are full of his praise. Those that are full of his peace. So let the peace of God surround us like what? Like a river. When the peace of God surrounds us like a river, then our life will not remain the same. Then many people, many people will come and say, come, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's where we start to reflect God in a very beautiful way. That people will now say, ah, let us go and serve his God. Ah, what is it that is making your life like this? Then you can carry Jesus with you and tell them that it is Jesus. They can say, oh, this is, this is where I get my, you always, you're always happy. This is what makes me happy. You bring them to church and then they will come and listen to the word of God. And then they will see the source of your joy. Amen. He said, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. May people see us and follow us to the household of faith. That to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. Amen. It is, it is where we come to the mountain of the Lord that we know the way of the Lord. So that we may walk in his path. The Lord will go out from Zion. The word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Jerusalem because there is peace in Jerusalem. So the word of God can radiate well. In the midst of peace. He, he, he will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many people. They will beat their sword and plowshares. And their spears into pruning hooks. This is talking also about the coming of the Lord. Amen. When the Lord will come, he's coming to judge the whole nation. But as many people that are living in the peace and the praise of God, then they'll be able to do the right thing in God like never before. We are the generation of God's seeker because in that verse 5, he said, come descendant of Jacob. We are the descendant of Jacob. Amen. Then let us walk in the light of the Lord. May we walk in the light of the Lord. Because Psalm 24 that we have been reading, it talks about the generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Generation of God seeker. That is uh, the generation that we belong to. We cannot be that generation of God seeker that will be doing evil. We will not do evil. We must always know it. Each time, because I'm always so happy when I, when I reflect uh, or look through the life of people that are coming to Bible study. We have a standard. We cannot see sin and continue to enjoy sin. No. The word of God that we have heard will come to us. And that takes me to the book of Isaiah again. Isaiah chapter 11. Let's go there. When you read further uh, in that, it talks about the day of the Lord. What is going to happen to people that are just church goer that are not serious with the Lord. That is not our portion. But those things should guide us. That takes me also to the book of Isaiah 11, which is one of the 
even when before that 11, if you look at that chapter, and I said there will be no more gloom for those who are in what? In distress. Because the great light, Jesus, has come. Jesus is the great light. will be seen. Then nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. So there is no more glue for those who are in Jesus. Amen. You can't be in Jesus and today I'm weak. I'm, I'm strong. I am weak, but I am strong. Jesus keep me from all wrong. No, no, that's not what you're saying. No more glue for anyone that served the Lord. No more glue for anyone. No more distress. But if you ask you today, how do you, I'm, I don't know. I don't have a job. I don't, you, every time you're always in distress. But, you know, the Lord Almighty said there will be no more gloom. For, for, for anyone that finds themselves in such a way. Because Jesus will be seen in our life like never before. Amen. So that's another thing that touched me. You know, if we are in Christ Jesus, joy is always for us. Our lives will be full of joy like never before in Jesus' name. And um, that takes me to Isaiah chapter 11. You know, he talked about the spirits of God. Amen. And this should not leave us as well. A shoot will come up from the stem of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom. I think this scripture is talking about Jesus himself here. But we can also apply it to ourselves. We have, we have, we have, we have, Jesus is a um, we are the branch from Jesus. Amen. So if this is talking to Jesus, it's also referring to us. Amen. Because we are in Jesus. It talks about the spirit of the Lord. Right from the time of creation, I said to us that the spirit of God has been with us. Even in the midst of darkness, in the midst of voidness, the spirit of God was there. And it's like just going everywhere. So for adventure, we find ourselves in a situation. I said, when we studied this scripture, I said, but I find this scripture of voidness, we must always know that the Spirit of God is in us. And the man of God is stand much on this scripture, that the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom. The Spirit of understanding. And he went further, I said, the Spirit of counsel and of might. The Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. You must always know that the Spirit of God remains with us no matter what we are going through. The Spirit of wisdom. So does anyone lack wisdom? You should ask. Amen. When the Spirit of God rests upon you, you can read the Bible, then you can understand the Bible. You can read the Bible, you can interpret the Bible, you can read the Bible and can preach the Bible. Amen. So we are going to pray that scripture tonight here. That the Spirit of God will rest upon us. The Spirit of counsel. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. When you fear God, there is no, you don't want to do anything to hurt him at all. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. May his spirit rest upon us like never before. In Jesus' name. There are many, many more scriptures there in this book of Isaiah. And the Isaiah 14 is one of the, our favorite scriptures. Apostle Steve mentioned it yesterday, verse 24. You can, you, you can quote this in here and anything. He said, the Lord Almighty has sworn. Amen. 
He's talking about the, God's plan for the world. God's plan for us. He says, surely as I have planned, it will stand. And as I have purposed, it will what? It stand. I will crush the Assyrian in my land. And on my mountains, I will trample him down. His yoke will be taken from my people and his burden removed from their shoulder. So God's intention is to crush every Assyrian. Assyrians are the people that opposes the children of Israel. Assyrians are the, the, the people that come to deceive, to deceive us. Assyrians are full of deception. Assyrians are the type of the world that come to rob the people of God. But what did God say about Assyrians are people that opposes God's own people. God said he's going to do what? He's going to crush them. God is not a man that he should lie, not the son of man that he changed his mind. If God says he's going to crush Assyrians, Assyrians are those things that pull us back into the world. God said he will crush them. Amen? They are God's, uh, they are the, uh, God, the enemy of God's people. That it is the plan determined for the whole world. This is the hand stretched out over all nations. But the Lord Almighty has proposed, and who can trust him? God, the Bible said, we are wonderfully and beautifully made. But it's the devil that came and used trick and brought deception into us. We are not people that can deceive and can do evil or can have jealousy and have all these sort of things. But God said he's going to crush them. All the symbol of Assyrians in our lives, God said he will will destroy them. In the name of always know that. But adventure you find yourself doing Assyrian things, just know that God will help you to crush it in Jesus' name. Because people find themselves in mistake, one mistake, you do one mistake today, they correct you, you go into it again. These are part of Assyrian's lifestyle. God said he will crush it. And you must believe God. Deception is a type of Assyrian lifestyle. Amen. There are some burdens that, uh, 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 that are put upon us. But the Bible says God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. So Assyrians in our church, things that buys and sell in our church, they become Assyrians. God said he will destroy them. So we must know things that buy and sell in the life of our children, they become Assyrians. Things that make us to draw back from God. Instead of moving forward in God, we begin to move back in God. They become Assyrians. And God said he will destroy them in our land in the name of Jesus. So Paradventure said, what are the Assyrians? Yeah, there, there are ways that Assyrians come to torture and uh, destroy the, 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 uh, God's people. And if God said he will destroy, God will destroy. So let's believe that and make sure that uh, it's well with us. There are many, many more things that we can discuss in this uh, book of Isaiah. But uh, as I said, we will uh, continue to see them. Make sure that you go to them again and, uh, and read them. There is one scripture that uh, uh, I want us to, it's in the uh, book of Isaiah 59 or 50 something. Because that's another scripture that really touched me when we're reading the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 59. I said that not that God's hand is too short. Isaiah 45 is another one, you know, but I just want us to go to Isaiah 50. I want to make sure that I get the real one. 55 is another one, you know, an invitation for abundant life. 
59 verse 1, yes. Here, he said, uh, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save us, nor is he too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. May we not continue in sin and expect God's grace to abound. Your iniquities, let us be far away from sin. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. And he began to mention all those evil attitudes and all those things. Let's go back to them. Paradventure, we see ourselves going in and out of all these things that uh, God has said that are bad. Amen. And when he got to that, as I asked, he said, Arise, shine, for your light has what? Has come. Darkness covers the whole earth, and thick darkness over the people. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. It is not by mistake that we are entering the year of God's glory. God's glory has started to rise upon us even as we enter December. So let's go in this glory. Amen. The Lord Almighty will open our eyes to more things in the scriptures. And that is Isaiah 66. One of our, uh, our daughters in the church, when she was going to give birth, she quoted that scriptures and she, when she texts me uh, that uh, she has given birth, you know, it said that was the scripture that she was reading because it said uh, Isaiah 66 verse uh, uh, I think it's verse 9 which says uh, do I bring to the moment of birth and not give delivery says the Lord is it 65 66 because I know it in my head he said uh, do I close of the womb, when I bring to when I bring to delivery, says the says your God, rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. So God, there is nothing that can a country be born in a day, or a nation be brought forth in a moment. And then yet, no sooner is Zion in labor, than she gives birth. God likens Jerusalem to a mother. There, actually said that to us. He likens Jerusalem. You know, mothers are very hardworking. No sooner. What is it that we have been doing that we need to give us? But it seems he's still holding forth. The sister quoted this scripture when she was giving birth and said, ah, in the Bible study, we studied it all. He said, no sooner. Lord, let this baby just come. You understand? So women are more powerful. Amen. We do respect to all our men. Women are powerful. Like in Jerusalem, claim here. That was seven to eight to a mother. Do you understand? He says here, who can ever heard of such things? Who have ever seen things like this? Can a country be born in a day or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Yet no sooner is Zion in labor than she gives birth to her children. All the labors that we are laboring, may God help us to give birth to children in the name of Jesus. Do I bring to moments of birth? Some of us are still in labor world now, but we are going to give birth. Jesus' name. Some are in the exam, they are in labor world, they are giving back to good results. Some are in labor, preparing, you know, preparing for, for the future. The Lord Almighty will settle us for great things. Jesus' name. And, uh, when you look at that verse 12, it talks about the prophecy. But this is what the Lord says. 
I will extend peace to her like a river. His wealth and the wealth of nations like what? This is one of uh, Christ with Tabernacle's scripture where we, when we just started. We praise. That's all right. Pastor Debbie, you remember. The apostle will come and pray this prayer for us that we can extend peace to us like a river. Are we living a confused life? I want you to receive that tonight that God will extend his peace to us like a river like never before in Jesus' name. Said, and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so I will what? I will comfort you. And you'll be comforted over what? Over Jerusalem. So our home stands at Jerusalem. Shall be comforted. Our homes in Jesus' name. When you see this, your heart will rejoice and you will flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord will be made known to his servants, but his fury will be shown to his foes. We are not God's enemy. So the hand of the Lord will extend in our lives like never before. They see the Lord is coming with fire. He's not talking about his judgment towards the end here. So that let's take heed of all these things. Get home again and read about the judgment that God is talking about so that we learn to, to, to serve him more and more. Jesus' name. I rest my case here. But the only thing that I just want to tell us, as the year is running to an end, let's just be conscious of God, of his presence. Let's be conscious of his glory leading us. Let's not live a careless life. You know, because paradise, ah, eh, I just I can live my life. No, 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 no. You cannot. You cannot. We are looking forth into the year of God's glory. Let's begin to see that glory. The Bible talks about the pillar of cloud. It's a glory. In the day that was leading the people, you must begin to see that pillar of cloud in the day that is leading us. And then the pillar of fire by night that is also leading us. It was we, we need God's glory to, to live our life. We need God's glory to move on in God. Without the glory of God, that's not we can't we can do nothing. We can't do nothing. We need his glory to direct us in our decision making, in anything that The glory, we, 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 we make it very clear. And we make darkness to be revealed in our lives. So let's take all this that I've spoken here on board. And it shall be well with us in Jesus' name. The man of God has been talking to us again about the, our head, about our hands, head, about our head, hands and feet. When we, when, we, when, we, when, we, when we are in the glory of God, then our head can think right. When we are in the glory of God, then our feet can walk well. Amen. So let's take that on board as well. You know, God remember the children of Israel. These are the things that the man of God taught us again. So let's take all these things. Let, let's not take them for granted. But let's, let us continue to, 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 to see God in everything that we do. So we are all going to rise tonight and we are going to pray.